inspired by a galaxy far, far away, you're listening to Force Fan Podcast. We love you, Kathleen. <laughs> we do. Bob Iger, we love you too. And and Bob, Bob, when, when I'm at Disneyland in May of this year, uh, I hope to share a Mickey Mouse pretzel with you. I'm just saying. Or a churro. My treat. <laughs> we have to share, though. You can, but we can tear, get him his we own. We can tear it apart. Just yeah. get him his yeah. own. Uh, uh, he can get his own, but I mean, I'd love to share one with him. If he showed up with two pretzels or churros. Like rip it in half, and you have half, and I'll have half, no, no, and it's but, me and Bob Iger. But I can if, tell everyone, yeah, shared, shared a pretzel. Shared a Mickey pretzel with Bob I. Bye bye! Wow, that is very very close. But no, what if he showed up with two? One for you, one for him. Would you be upset? I mean, is he buying? Those things are expensive, Adrian. That's all I'm saying. Nah, they are expensive. You're gonna have to come back from Galaxy's Edge and give us the full full oh. rundown. You guys, I'm gonna live stream. You'll you'll have the Galaxy's Edge rundown. Believe good, me. good. Honestly, though, we should try and get a selfie there before they refurbish the whole place to look like the original trilogy. <laughs> yeah, you think they will? So they're no. gonna go. They're gonna make it look like Tatooine or uh, Navarro from The Mandalorian. Hashtag we got this clickbait. <laughs> <laughs> cool story, bro. Not, <laughs> not that they literally just are opening like a brand new ride that's all sequel trilogy focused. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind going to a Mandalorian land. I will say that. Speaking of the Mandalorian. Well, that's right. We've got a Mandalorian to talk about, don't we? Three, to be exact. To be Three Mandalorians. Okay. Right. That's true, true story. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting that last week and a half for episode eight was killer. Oh, that was killer. Can't but, lie. But uh, initial just like thoughts, initial reactions, just before we get into the details, what did we think of season one of The Mandalorian? I really enjoyed this season overall. Um, it definitely was fairly contained, but I think there's a lot of promise for season two. And I mean, I love all the characters that were introduced. Uh, I'm really sad that we lost a couple of them, honestly. Hang uh, on, I'm going to stop you there because there's whoa. a couple of characters that I didn't care for. Okay. The ones that punch Baby Yoda in the bag. I didn't well, care yeah, for that. Okay. Hashtag spoiler alert. Hor- <laughs> Horrible. Hashtag I'm not over it yet. <laughs> Hashtag I hate biker scouts. Uh yeah. Okay. I mean, I mean, like the named the named character. Hashtag <laughs> we hate Jason Sudeikis now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I always thought he was kind of smarmy anyway, but. <laughs> You know, I I think there's a lot of really interesting things they've laid the groundwork for in season one, and there are I I'm really looking forward to season two. Long story short, yeah, I gotta concur. I actually I'm 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 gonna back it up a little bit, and I'm gonna say that um, the whole series has exceeded my expectations beyond mm. my my wildest belief because coming into it, I was like, heck yeah, I'm super psyched for some live action star Wars. Um, and then like just from the first episode, I'm like, this is, this is quite possibly the greatest TV show ever. (laughs) (laughs) It it quite possibly is. Well, John, I mean, not because, not just because it's star Wars, but because it's so well done. It's so well acted and written, and um, it's fantastic. And it pulls at your heartstrings, and it makes you care, and it makes you worry. It's so good. John, I think you make a good point about the show exceeding expectations. I mean, I don't think we really knew what to expect, and I think we all kind of went, well, I think if I remember from our last episode where we talked about this, John, you were pretty excited, and Adrian and I were both kind of like middling neutral. Like we didn't quite know how it was gonna go, but but I think you're right. Like this show, which I went from being middling neutral on, definitely has pretty much exceeded my expectations everywhere. Um, so that's that's a good 
good observation. It doesn't feel like TV, which is my biggest uh, my biggest compliment, I think, to the show. It's very, uh, mm. I mean, it's got a very cinematic vibe to it as far as just, like, the look of it. You, yeah. You put absolutely. this in a movie yes, theater. Yeah. You can put it alongside, like, the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made. I don't know which one that is, but... But you get the most expensive Star Wars movie ever made and you put it next to an episode of The Mandalorian. Fits right in. Looks exactly the same. Feels exactly the same. Same vibe. Same everything. So if this is the standard they're setting with the Mando. Yeah. We're, I mean. Phew, yeah. Sign me on. up for Cassian. Kenobi. Sign me up for o- the Ooh. old Ben. Yeah. I'm I'm ready. Let's do this. I mean, I really do think we're going to see a huge push in the Disney Plus, and given what we got in the Mandalorian, I think we're what we're going to see from the other series is going to be really great. Um, I think so too. If if this so if too. this is like the first try, <laughs> I mean, I hope it you know it will only get better. And Adrian, you're totally right that it's very cinematically done. It feels very Star Warsy. I recent for Christmas actually. Um, Aaron got us a fire stick for our TV because our TV is smart. Our TV is smart enough, but not smart enough to get Disney Plus. So uh-huh. we we got the fire stick. So now we can watch Disney Plus on our TV. And holy crap, I've been watching the episodes on my iPad. And that that small screen does not do this show justice at no. all. No. It is nope. so nope, nope, nope. freaking pretty on my giant 47-inch screen TV. It's gorgeous. I was like, <gasps> I have to rewatch everything now because it's so, so pretty. I was just like, I was blown I, away. <laughs> I died. I died when he told me you had been watching it on an iPad this whole time. I shook my, I shook my head in bewilderment. Because I knew at the time that you had a PlayStation 4 at your at your house. Well, yeah. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> I know, but it's set up elsewhere. And I mean, uh, I'm not going to move takes, it around. Look, literally, if you had 20 minutes, <laughs> you could set it up, That's open sweet. a nice cold beverage, drink the whole thing. <laughs> Look, and still have time to spare. Okay, it was okay. a great sin, but now she's got gone the I've redemption route. I redeemed myself. Yeah, <laughs> she's come back to the light. There is still good in her, John, and uh, now she now she's good. Now we, we now we like Cat Ray again. Yeah, <laughs> not that we ever forward. stopped liking well, Cat Ray. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna get a new TV now, anyway. So. Uh, an even bigger TV. So next time when series two comes out in the fall, we'll be all set, ready to go. Oh, that's yeah, I'm hoping to be so 4K cool. by then myself. So. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be 4K by that point, straight up. I, I'm hoping so. I've, my wife is talking me into it, and I'm like, okay, what? Like, okay sure. <laughs> yes, good, good. You want a bigger TV than the 50-whatever we got? Okay. Okay. We would make it happen. Twist, twist, twist my arm. Yeah. All right. Let's talk. Let's talk, Samando. Wait, right? wait, wait, when wait. Adrian, Adrian yeah. needs to give his um, okay. spiel. Whatever. My whatever spiel. you want to say, Adrian. <laughs> spiel, away. spiel me, bro. Spiel us. I was frustrated with the season at some point. Let's hear it, Steven Spielberg. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, puns. Anyway, I was frustrated with the show at a few points just because I felt it was getting into that Boomer War territory that I don't like. And for those of you that don't know, Boomer Wars is what I call Star Wars that uh, is a little too self-referential, a little too, hey, remember this? Hey, does that look familiar? Without actually contributing much to the overall story. Uh, Chapter 5 obviously did that a lot. (laughs) We talked about that a lot in our last episode on the Mando. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. But... What this show did behind the scenes with the new technology and the talents involved. You got Deborah Chow, Teka Watiti, Rick, uh, Fumi Yewa. I can never pronounce that right. Fumi, Fumi, Fumiwa. Fumiwa. Bryce Ellis Howard. I mean, you got this talent assembled that would have been... I mean, we haven't seen that kind of talent on the, on the movie side of things yet. Mm-mm, no. Like, not at all. And I think this is a perfect example of, hey... Give Star Wars to more people like this. Look at what yeah. they did. 
It is fantastic. People are in love with the show. It's the most unifying Star Wars thing to come out in Star Wars in a while. Well, and it's it's interesting that it's already become such a cultural phenomenon, right? Um, in such a short period of time. Um, you know, obviously we talked in the, our first episode about the Mandalorian, of course, about baby Yoda and how that's already become like a huge meme. And so it's, it's amazing how quickly, especially in, in our current culture where things seem to turn over so quickly that it's our, it's become, I mean, so maybe it's not a surprise, but that it, it has, yeah, it's totally it's, not a surprise to it's me. Had, <laughs> it's had the, it's had the staying power though. And I think that is, you know, because they've actually been doing the weekly releases, right. uh-huh. which at first I was kind of grumbly about. And now no. I'm really glad they did it that way yeah, because it's been, too. it's been really enjoyable to have a week between a week or so in between each episode to really like marinate and think about it. And it's been a lot of fun to kind of have that and have that anticipation. So I hope they continue. I'm sure they will, but I hope that continues in the future. Cause I think, I think that's been really nice. Oh, they have to, they keep it in the, they keep it in the Zach guys for much longer, be doing it weekly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, just on top of that, like binge culture really doesn't let you, you miss a lot and it actually degrades the true your level of enjoyment of whatever you're watching. You start missing details. You start getting annoyed because you got another episode before it's finished. But you have to do it because if you don't do it, it gets spoiled on the internet. Just yep. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I like it that it's set up this way. Right. Um, so that we do have a week between episodes in most cases. Uh, and that um, you've got time to get a couple rewatches in. Mm-hmm. To pick yeah. up on things, that little subtle things or... Or, or things that you're like, you know, I just want to see that scene again. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Um, before the next episode drops. And then, yeah, you better get it done by the end of the day. Otherwise, it will be spoiled on the internet. Uh, but at least you've got, you know, time in your life to prepare for it, you know, and, and squeeze <laughs> it in before you, you know, tap out for the night or whatever. And, um, you know, this, this whole binge watch um, culture that we've kind of gr- been grooming, thanks Netflix, uh, for several years, um, <laughs> has been fun at times, but you're right. It, it does take an element of enjoyability away from from experiencing a show that, that has a weekly release date, like traditional television does. Mm-hmm. And Kat, to go back to your other point, uh, mm-hmm. Newsflash, Star Wars has been uber popular since 1977. <laughs> Just want to let you know. Oh, I must. Have I wasn't that. surprised that the Mandalorian <laughs> was going to be popular. I knew it would I, be super popular. I mean, um, I I don't. But think the I'm level surprised. that it's at, I think you're right, is quite is a little bit surprising. That like people who don't care so much for Star Wars are watching Still, the Mandalorian and yeah. they're friggin' hooked. And now they're rewatching all the other ones. I, a lady at work today said, "I'm on episode five. Oh, really? Of the Mandalorian?" She goes, "No, I watched all that." Of, <laughs> of Star Wars. I'm watching Empire Strikes Back with my That's husband. That's awesome. I'm like, Thank That's you, Disney+. Cool. Plus. Like, yeah. I forgot. I, for, I saw those movies when I was a little kid. And so, like, all the cultural references my whole life have been there. But I forgot so much stuff about Star Wars. And this is really cool. I'm like, been trying to tell you since I met you. Been trying to tell you how cool <laughs> Star Wars is. <laughs> but it, yeah, you're right. Thank you, Disney Plus. This is amazing. I mean, Star Wars right now is more popular than it's ever been, despite the um, the the negative stuff that some fanboys are and fangirls are posting on the internet. Um, Star Wars is alive and kicking hard. That's a very hopeful assessment, John. I, I really, really appreciate that assessment. It makes me happy. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't trying to say that, or basically I was saying that I was surprised, not at the popularity of The Mandalorian, but just how how quickly, especially with, like, the Baby Yoda memes. But anyway, um, it's awesome to see. I mean, I think I think Disney and Lucasfilm have to be really pleased with how it's gone. So I think that can only mean good things for us in the future. Absolutely. Um, in terms of of other content we're going to get. So at least to me, hopefully. Hopefully they see it the same way. 
Well, we've got three three episodes of The Mandalorian that um, that we'd like to discuss. And when last we met our hero, he was on familiar territory to us, the viewer, <laughs> uh, the sands of Tatooine, and um, uh, you know a, a a rival bounty hunter tried to take Baby Yoda away from us, and a assassin was left presumably dead and dying um, and some booted <laughs> figure with a cloak was standing over her, which by the way, now I have a new theory on who that the might new be. new theory on, okay. Mm-hmm. My, my theory. brother? No, no, no. <laughs> I don't think it's a Mandalorian at all, but I do think it's a character that we s- get introduced to um, two episodes from there. Mm, two episodes. A certain moth character that wears a cape. Oh, that's that's intriguing. I think that would be a cool twist. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> we'll see if yeah. I'm right about that. Yeah. But then the, the next episode is a really cool episode, too, uh, where Mando goes to a ship, or a space station, rather, where he... Uh, Reconnects with people from his past. What'd you think of that one? Dun dun dun. Chapter <laughs> six, the prisoner. Yeah. Um, what did this episode do for you guys as far as like contribute to the overall show? What 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 about it stuck out? I think that what stuck out for me in this episode, it felt a lot different visually, and maybe that was more because it was confined, but aside from that. What stuck out to me is that we get this little window into the Mando's past that kind of reveals that maybe his moral code was not what it is today. Like, he sounds like he kind of did some shady, um, shadier, (laughs) shady stuff, uh, shadier stuff earlier in his life where he didn't really care who he hurt or who got hurt, you know, the whole, like, target practice line so it's kind of interesting that there's obviously been we haven't we haven't seen it you know we get him today but there's a little hint of kind of maybe who he used to be um as you know so and i don't know if that'll well i suspect that it might come back to play at some point given at the end of chapter six that um a lot of those characters are actually still left alive (laughs) So it's a total season two setup. You know it is. <laughs> yeah, Probably. yeah. But these characters, most of them at least, will return. But at least for me, it was kind of getting that hint about um, what the what the Mando did before, and more more than more than what he did, kind of how he went about it, I guess. Yeah, that he's got a past that's kind of shrouded with some uh, seedy characters in it that he was closely connected to, <laughs> and that uh, maybe, as you said, his moral compass doesn't quite, or didn't at least, point in the direction that maybe we thought it was pointing with honor and you know taking care of younglings and all that sort of thing, uh, that he's got some sketchy stuff that, uh, that now in this, in this episode is catching up with him to some degree. And I think that that gives him, his character, just yet another layer that we can sink our teeth into. What do you think, Adrian? No, I, I agree with the with the takes here. Um, my only little setback with this episode um, was that we were told a lot about the Mando's CD past. And yeah, but we didn't. The, but I would have liked to have seen seen it somehow i'm not mm, saying flashbacks or yeah. anything like that but maybe 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 a, a a shadow of this former cd mando coming up in like a moment of anger or something you know what i mean S- yeah something to just show that he's fighting to be you know that he's fighting to you know this is the way that he's fighting to be the best mando he can be Mm-hmm. yeah something like I, that would have really I, elevated it for me a lot more i th- I think that's a legitimate gripe about this episode is there was a lot of telling, but not a lot of showing. Um, And maybe that's something they'll explore more in season two. Like maybe we will get some of that. Um, 
But no, I mean, I think I think that's that's a legitimate gripe. And literally, as I was saying that, I was like, but we didn't really get to see it. Right. It's kind of like an arc, it's an arc that he had that's completely off screen that happened before so, the show co- takes place. Compare, yeah, <laughs> compare that I'm, to I'm the first the opposite. Compare that to the first three episodes, right, where we see him being a bounty hunter, breaking the bounty code, the guild the guild's code, you know, sinning. The, the, the episode's called the sin. That's a moral dilemma we saw him go through. That's a whole complete arc we saw. Something more like that, but condensed, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, we've we've seen him yeah. struggle. Now we've got a lot of told. So yeah, uh, and I, I'm going to take an opposite opinion on that, uh, just because, you know, I I feel like we don't need to see it. I think he's on a different traje- trajectory right now. He's on a trajectory that's more that's less about internal struggle, but now he's like, well, he's he's the guild of two, right? He's the Clan of clan, um, of, clan two. of two. There we go. He's a clan <laughs> of two, so he's on a different path. So I don't want to see him struggle too much. With I, I, I didn't need to see him relive his past with with that that group of assassins or bounty hunters or criminals or whatever they are. Um, he's he's on a different path. He's he's like the protector now. He's he's trying to hide from that kind of stuff. Um, so the only. The only thing I want to see is him try to get away from the past that's haunting him, not struggle with it, like internally go, oh, I should be there, but I got this lousy kid. I don't want that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, and I'm not saying struggle as in he, he knows what he has to do and what he wants to do. But, I mean, it's 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 hard to change like that as a, as a person. But what you guys want to bet, I would say. Yeah, but kids will change your ass, change your ass real quick. Putting this down <laughs> right now, what do you guys want to bet that in season two, when we revisit these characters again, the episode is going to open with a flashback to that CD time in his life. Oh, sure. It might. Yeah. I could. Well, I, I mean, I could just see flash it. back to this part, you know, to remind us about these characters and how things left off. We'll get the recap and they'll be. Oh, yeah. We'll get a recap. But I'm talking about a legit flashback. Like it starts off many years in the past and we got douchey Mando far cry from the Mando space, <laughs> single space that Mando we know and love now. <laughs> Just to kind of remind us, oh, yeah, this guy had a bad past. He wasn't always so cool. Now we get to see it. I, I would bet money we're going to get that in season two right off the bat. Straight up opening with a flashback to explore that. All right. Mark it, mark it down. <laughs> That'll be a Dave Filoni episode. Um, Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Such a Filoni episode. Yep. I'm. I'm will I'm willing to put money on that. Uh- <laughs> the other thing I specifically like about this episode is that they're giving us um they're giving us characters that um you know like we we've, we've seen uh Twi'leks before uh, and this one's got fangs, you know. And she's like really like we've seen we've seen seedy ones before with Bib Fortuna and we've seen <laughs> cool ones with um with Hera, you know, and so this is another like seedy one, one that's just really just like, oh, I don't like you, you know, and she, she plays it really well, by the way, um, our, our friend from Harry Potter and Game of Nat- Thrones. Natalie Tenna. That's her. Yeah. Uh, she, I love this character. She plays. I hated her. I just hated her. And it was great. <laughs> and then it gives us a cool new ro- bug robot dude, which is cool. And then the... Uh, is it Devorian, the devil-looking characters? Yes, Mr. Yes. Krabs. Okay. Yes. That was Mr. Yeah. Krabs. That made me made me happy. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool to me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, and, he's um, he's Mr. Krabs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Oh my. Oh well. Now when my kids watch SpongeBob, I'm gonna look at that a whole new way. <laughs> What's his name? Yeah. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. That's his. That's Clancy Brown. Clancy yeah. Brown. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow, I Brown. learned something new. I didn't realize that Clancy Brown was Mr. Krabs. And then there's Bilber. <laughs> Bilber. Bilber. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking Bilber. But uh I mean, could you couldn't couldn't you see a spin-off with all those characters though? Wouldn't that be fun? Uh, I could see a one-off comic. I I'd read the one-off comic, like a Mandalorian annual. Yeah, I don't I'd read that. I don't think I'd watch a show with them. 
I, I mean, you'd watch it. You, if they put it out, you'd watch it. Obviously, they'd have to make the characters a little more likable. Uh, yeah, but. I was gonna say I liked to dislike them, but I don't like uh-huh. them enough to watch a show. Well, about them. I, I could see them spinning off into like a Suicide Squad type of story. Uh huh. But I mean, obviously, you would need to develop them. I mean, let's let's be real; they were personalities more than characters in this thing. So you would obviously need to really do a lot of character writing. And a spinoff for them, but right. I, but I agree. There's a You're lot of wrong there. There's a lot of potential for for even more backstories to read about <laughs> in Star Wars. <laughs> another another cool thing about this episode is I seem to cheer every time the Mando's flamethrower works, <laughs> and in this episode it worked. You know, I you cheered did. in this episode with the horror movie vibes towards the end there. Mando going full on oh, Jason yeah, Voorhees. Yeah. Oof. Uh huh. Thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was creepy. Super the, cool. That was so the, good. This the scene with the strobe um, when he when he sneaks up on uh, Mayfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was very like classic, classic horror vibe. <laughs> I'm ready. <right here. laughs> and I forgot. I forgot who was the actor that um, that played the the one human that was on the ship that was wearing the the old uh, rebel blockade runner helmet. Oh, Matt Lanter. Oh, yeah. Was, yeah, Matt Lanter. What uh, <laughs> Anakin was? Yeah, I so I totally missed that the first time yeah, we saw the same episode. Here. So so I totally I got the end that it was the three directors that were the X wing pilots. Right. Like uh, that was, that, fun. that I was, was really like, fun. I was yeah. like I immediately and it was so great to see Dave Filoni in like a full on X wing pilot costume. Like <laughs> I love that. Just on you know like I love Dave. So that was really cool to see. All right, how about a spin off with those three? But I'm just but kidding. I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I I totally missed Matt Lanter as the the New Republic um like pilot guard whatever guy. And so then I had to go back and immediately rewatch that. I was like, how did I miss that? Like with <laughs> if I hadn't been watching on my iPad, <laughs> I probably would have gotten it. Um, <laughs> oh, Catherine. The first time. Yeah, that might have been what your downfall was because <laughs> your screen size probably wasn't. Wasn't helping you much. No, no. But so it's it's cool, and that makes me hopeful that maybe we'll get like some other little cameos from maybe some of the other, even if, if you know, not playing the same characters or anything. But it'd be cool if there were kind of some of those regular voice actors that you know make like little you know one off appearances like that Ashley Eckstein and you know yeah, yeah. you know Van- Vanessa Marshall Tia uh-huh. Sakar Sam Witwer I mean yeah. you could get um you know there are a ton of them so you know, it would be cool if Jet does an Obi-Wan Kenobi fan film playing an imperial <laughs> he should totally do a Mandalorian <laughs> episode or a Kenobi well, episode I mean come on come on Jet I'm sure I'm sh- I'm sure he knows people who know people that could get him on that show, <laughs> for sure. But, uh, <coughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, the uh, chapter six, the prisoner, uh, lots to love there. Love the genre blend- blending in that one. Uh, for the sake of time, let's talk about chapter seven and eight as one because they kind of are a two part. I think yeah. right. story. So chapter seven, the reckoning, and chapter eight, redemption. Deborah Chow, take out Watiti. Oof. Love, 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 love everything going on in, the, yep. in these these two episodes. Yeah, you you uh, you want to finish a uh, season one with a bang um, and make people like really super excited for season two. This is the way you do it, folks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, absolutely so wonderful. Chapter seven came out earlier, right before the Rise of Skywalker did. Yes. yes, for who, a very specific, important who reason. Who else was looking, like, really watching? It's like, okay, why is this episode coming out right before The Rise of Skywalker? Uh, of uh-huh. course. Right. Yeah. 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 Did you guys have a, oh, kind of moment in the theater when you were watching? I just yes. saw that Absolutely. last night yes. watching The Mandalorian. I, yep. I, yep. I, I turned to Aaron and I was like, this is why we needed to watch The Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. No, that there was definitely a reason why they dropped that on Tuesday and then Rise of Skywalker on Thursday for sure as a little um, little treat for those. Who well, watched. and they had hinted to it 
in the second episode? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, when he tries to yes, heal the first yeah, time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There was a nice hint in the second episode, but it obviously doesn't happen. You know, he puts him back in the carrier. And, mm-hmm. and so then in episode so seven. So perfectly scripted laid, out for yeah, us, though. They've Isn't laid that, the groundwork, it, yeah. It totally did. And then you forget about it after a few episodes, and then they bring it back and do it. And it's like, oh, that's cool, force healing. It, it is a thing. It's you know? Chekhov's force healing gun, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Let's call it that. We'll go with that. Force Chekhov's Chekhov's force force healing. (laughs) I gotta say, the MVP in these two episodes for me is the miraculous return of IG-11 as a nurse droid. I was filled with so much joy watching IG-11 in these episodes. Stole a show for me. Without a doubt. Just stole it. I love IG-11. You surprised me because I thought you were going to say Moff Gideon because that's who you... <clears throat> oh, absolutely! Really uh, I got plenty to say about Moff Gideon later on, and, but oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. You get it? But Sneak Peeky did not disappoint. <laughs> but you're you're totally right that that IG Eleven really stole the show in in both um in in both of the episodes, mm-hmm. and I was actually fairly devastated at the end of uh episode eight <laughs> when he sacrifices himself i was like no no you can't do that we were all the mandalorian <laughs> to like you don't have to i mean you, you no <laughs> trying to and act I, all tough i have <clears throat> i have to say i i love that ig11 calls out the mandalorian was like i can hear it in your voice that you're sad don't be sad <laughs> yeah yeah this man who professes to hate all droids actually develops fond feelings for one droid. And so I was like, oh, my heart. Um, I love it, but it hurts. <laughs> and what's miraculous, too, is like, I think, correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is the first time you've seen a droid in Star Wars go through an arc of sorts. Sure, he was reprogrammed and whatever. But we saw this character change from killing machine to I'm going to kill this baby to I'm going to save everybody I can. I, oh my my programming says I need to protect this baby every way possible. Right. Yeah. I mean sure it was, it was programming but it was still it's, And then he finally gets to self-destruct. He does get to self We get to see it. Check off self-destruct. Yes. <laughs> Take out a platoon of stormtroopers. No problem. Yeah. Walking through lava. Um, but we got to see a, a droid go through a, a journey and I don't think we've really ever seen that before. I agree. Yeah, we Not, we really haven't. Not, yeah, not in such a condensed setting. I have to say, I don't know, and this is a total tangent, which we could talk about in another episode, but I've been, since um, 3PO has such a major part in The Rise of Skywalker, and, you know, there was the whole droid subplot in Last Shot, I feel like I've been noticing the droids a lot more in various Star Wars properties. So, Mandalorian, Resistance the movies and I mean there's it's actually kind of incredible like kind of the underlying the comics like kind of the underlying currents with droids so if they ever do do something they actually have a lot to draw on um it was just kind of something I was marveling about this weekend um to myself in my free time and you know about droids and Star Wars (laughs) so anyway it's a total tangent but but it's it's you can you can kind of see how they've been sprinkling this around, but anyway, yes, IG Eleven was just and loved loved him. And just a tangent, real quick, on your tangent. I've been reading the Poe Dameron <laughs> comics. Finally, I'm almost done with them. You, you, C three PO man. <laughs> Oof, I love an active C three PO, not just a static side character that reacts to everything mm-hmm. going on around him. C three PO actually contributing to the plot in ways besides just calculating stuff. Adding to the story, my God, we have needed more of that. And it's one of the strongest aspects of The Rise of Skywalker, seeing him being more involved that way. Yeah. We yeah. need more C-3PO stories. But yeah, you're right. Tangent, just wanted to put that out because I've been loving the comics. But anyway, back uh, back to... Uh, anyway, back, back to, to the Mandalorian. Episode 7, uh, the Blues Brothers are getting the band back together, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> so so I was so I watched episode seven and I was totally gonna text you guys and be like Mandalorian team assemble and then they killed <laughs> Queel, which right. I'm devastated about because I loved his character. Same I thought that it was one hurt. so great. 
and I'm yeah. so sad that he's dead. Um, yeah. I was hoping that maybe he wasn't, but no, they, oh, no, they terminated. They terminated my hope. So he did. I was did. all I. I was all prepared to make like you know Mandalorian assemble jokes, and then I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, they did, but it was also <laughs> sorry. It was also sad. So bittersweet. Bittersweet, yes. But I did. I did like the gathering of the crew. Mm-hmm. Um, aspect of that. There's always something about bringing the team together that you know, is a trope that I love. So I, I enjoyed that in episode seven a lot. Can we talk about uh, grief? Because this, this is the episode where we really get to know him beyond, I'm in charge of the guild. Yes. We, we yeah. finally got a peek into who he is and what he's about, his his ideals. I mean, he they show up and, you know, okay, grief card is there. He's probably got to betray them. But then mm-hmm. the whole thing with the force healing goes down, and we're like, okay, mm-hmm. there's more to this character beyond just like greed, beyond just I got a job to do. Yeah, it was nice to expose more of his um, his layers as opposed human to side. just yeah, yeah, his human side as opposed to the like, oh, I got rich too um, that we saw in the fir- you know first couple. Yeah, of they episodes. they made him a character, not just this personality that shows up to mm-hmm. exposition and then gets shot. <laughs> That's the last time we see him. <laughs> So a lot of a lot of heavy lifting character wise in this episode that I, I really just oof and we got Kara yeah it's, back. I yes I have to say that one thing and I should have mentioned this earlier but one thing that I've enjoyed is actually the the shorter episode so time yes. of these episodes mm-hmm. and I think when you when you say something like that you know there's like a lot of character working this episode like a lot happens in these episodes but it feels very natural i guess like it it doesn't feel too it's not rushed rushed yeah like there's good character work there's a lot of action they go various places i mean in episode seven alone he visits you know what three planets or whatever (laughs) um including going back to navarro so you know what i i the balancing act that um the directors and favreau and filoni as the um the EPs have pulled off has been really great. Um, well, plus we get another Star Wars montage scene with the reprogramming <laughs> of IG-11 yeah, where he yeah. learns how to pour tea and and not <laughs> drop boxes on little lizard things and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> which, so, which does help make it seem like a lot's going on in one episode when you have that, a montage. The that's power of true. Editing. That's true. But, um, but I mean, still, even with that, you know, a lot... A lot does happen in this episode, so Absolutely. I'm just, I'm just, I, I have found the balance to be really well done. I think, um, at least you know, for my own per- personal preferences um, of how I consume media, like it's all, you know, the episodes have all been balanced really well in terms. No, of and you're so right, especially with chapter seven, because there, like you're saying, there's a great balance of all the. There's a lot going on. They balance it all perfectly. And it lays the groundwork for a very, I don't want to say slow chapter eight, but a more intimate chapter eight where they're not just, we're, we're, able, to, we're able to slow down a bit and kind of take in the severity yeah. of the situation, that what they're facing, what the consequences of certain things are, are going to be. And certain actions from earlier in the season have been. Mm-hmm. Chapter seven perfectly let us enjoy chapter eight in that way. Just take it all in and just see what all these choices have led up to. Yeah. I mean, heck, in Chapter 8, we even have time for a a flashback to (laughs) the Mandalorian as a child being rescued. Yeah. Yeah. By the Death Watch? By Death Watch, yes. What? I have to say I did go back to rewatch that scene because I wanted to figure out what the symbol on the pauldron was. Um, On your iPad or your TV? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when? Oh gosh, she's thinking about it. She doesn't know. I'm thinking. I I I think I think it was on my TV actually because that was the day episode eight came home. The day we came back from our little Christmas trip, 
Uh, and so that night we got the fire stick installed. Uh, okay. So I actually think I did watch watch it on my TV that night. Fantastic. But by that time, that time the internet had already done the homework. So I was just rewatching it for fun. People had already figured out that that the symbol on the pauldron of the Mandalorian that rescues. Um, I was about to say Cassian, the Mandalorian. Cassian. Uh, <laughs> Which um, we get his name finally. Uh, yeah. Oberyn Martell. No. <laughs> oh, no, Din, Din, Din Djarin. My bad. My bad. Din Djarin. Djarin, yeah. So, so yeah, so he's rescued by Death Watch. So that's kind of an interesting connection yeah. to the, the Clone Wars. Mm hmm. <laughs> you want Clone Wars connections? Not, not, not. <laughs> <laughs> Not our only Clone Wars connection, Clone Wars Rebels connection, whatever you want to. Um... Not Certainly the not. We, so it's not the only one we so get in this episode. Not, not the but biggest one either. No, no. Let's, let's get into that, let's, though. So okay. Let's get okay. into that. So right. you guys know I've been waiting for Moff Gideon to show up this Moff whole season. Moff Gideon, here he yes. is. Boom. And yeah. I'm like, Boom. this guy is scary. He just took out uh, the client, Werner Herzog, like, like that. It's like, oh. This guy means business. He doesn't care he who does he not care. doesn't care who he plows down to get what he right. wants. He has a lot of stormtroopers. Right. He has a cool TIE fighter that folds down. This guy is not uh, to be messed which with. Which we've never seen before. Which I honestly wasn't a fan of. But go ahead. <laughs> I kinda I kinda liked it, but I also don't really care about ships. So yeah. what okay. what better way to what better cherry on top of this badass intimidating character than to show him survive a TIE fighter crash? By cutting himself out of it with the dark saber, freaking dark saber, badass! Like um, when that happened, I, I mean, I, I at that point, so you guys had already watched it. I, I know, and I, so, I, oh, John. I saw John, a I comment to... that said dark saber, <laughs> and I was waiting the whole episode for it to come out, and then when it finally Thought did, we I'm like, lying. oh, there it is. That's cool. <laughs> So, John, I just have to say, I'm really sorry. We had purposely put that in the spoil the Mandalorian spoiler Slack channel, right? To which, avoid. which I had forgotten. To we take have the safety guards off. built into <laughs> our chat system to avoid situations like this. Just and so you know, which I completely, completely had ignored. <laughs> apparently, and, so and I was I, like, "Oops, well, I know this happens." <laughs> I That's felt, all I knew, though. I felt really bad because when I watched it, so Aaron and I got up that morning and we we watched it in bed together. Like first thing in the morning, we got the kids situated and then we're like, OK, it's time for the Mandalorian. Let's watch. Yeah. <laughs> We've got time. And that reveal happened at the end. And I was like, oh, my God, it's the Darksaber. And Aaron's like, what? Huh, what? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. so I I flipped my shit. Um, uh, you and everyone else watching at three in the morning or whatever. My God, <laughs> <laughs> because it was just so like of all the things that I might have expected. Like I knew he wasn't dead when you we watch his tie crash. Yeah. Like we were we were watching the episode and we were like, he's not dead. There's no way right. he definitely right. survived that. So you know you know he's not dead. Mm -hmm. But when they flashed to his crash tie at the end of the episode, him cutting himself out with the dark saber was like a hundred percent not what I would have guessed. Yeah. So, so I knew the dark saber was in the episode, and I still wasn't expecting that. I mean, it was crazy. I mean, we 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 see a tie crash. I I had a warning. Okay, dark saber's in it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then it happens. I'm like, didn't see that coming. <laughs> totally didn't see that coming. Well, at least we didn't ruin that completely for you then. No, not at all. <laughs> but what you did do for me, which was great, um, was give me the opportunity while we were watching it to um, to just bring up on my phone on the side a little, you know, synapsis of the dark saber, so that I could share that with the the entire. We watched it as our entire household, so we had the. Mm. Uh, the grandsons the night before, and we needed to wait for them to go home before we were going to watch this. And once they left, we had we have um, the twins who are thirty years old and live in our house, and then one of the twins's um, significant others lives in our house as well. And so the five of us sat down and watched the season finale as a family unit, so to speak. You know. Yeah. Uh, nice. Like for the only time ever since we've all lived <laughs> together, 
have we all watched something at one time. Um, nice. And so, so we're sitting there. The episode's playing. I know that the dark saber's in it, and that there's going to be a lot of questions afterwards. <laughs> so I, I just call up a little thing on my phone on the side while we're watching. And then once the episode finished, you know, I was able to share with them a little more about the dark saber and how nice. there's a significance to it, and that and that it's actually called the dark saber, and you know, or or not that weird lightsaber thing, you know. <laughs> so yeah, it's uh, it 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 really kind of helped in some ways. It it didn't really spoil anything for me. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, because it was so well placed and so well done, and right at the end of the episode, like that, which was really cool. Yeah, absolutely. It was definitely the biggest surprise I think out of this whole first season. Like, what a way to end yeah. it! Final shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that is such a Dave Filoni, such a Dave Filoni move. And mm-hmm. the potential it opens up for season two. Just yeah, just it being there. You right. know. You, you, I mean, yeah. if you know your Darksaber lore, if you watch the Clone Wars, if you've seen Rebels, you kind of have an inkling of where, okay, I think this is where it might be going. This, this yeah. character yeah. might show up again. <laughs> Bo-Katan. And, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> right. <clears throat> um, <laughs> one, my fingers and toes are crossed. Um, right. But, but it also, it also gives me, um, hope that we'll actually get to find out what happens during the Great Purge. Yes, um, Because clearly something did, and Moff Gideon was obviously involved. Like, he was on Mandalore at some point because he knows who the Mandalorian is. Um, he has the Darksaber, you know, so some ish went down. The that dude he was in, defeated he was Bo-Katan in. to get that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like, this guy is not to be messed around. No. So, yeah, like, you're right. Just, again, so much. Like, I'm still trying to process just, like, what <laughs> What are they doing with this? This For is, real. like, it's just so freaking insane. Still, though, we, we have this huge moment, and we're all kind of, like, focusing on that. We also got the Mandalorian finally getting his, his signet. His yeah. signet. Clan of yeah. two. A clan of yeah. two with little with a child, and it's a mud horn because they took it down together. He's and like, oh. Yeah. He's a real rad. dad He's now. He's a real dad now. <laughs> Here's your rad, diaper yeah. bag. Stop trying to get rid of him. He's yours. Right. He's like, okay. Right. All right. Plus, all the, all the other Mandalorians are dead, so <laughs> you're literally a clan of two at this point. Oh. Well, not all the Mandalorians. The armorer right. is there, still down there, there doing is the armorer, some awesome- least. Some awesome stuff. Yeah. That that scene where she takes out the squad of stormtroopers <laughs> with her tools. Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, I love the smashing of the stormtrooper mask with the hammer. Yeah. That yep. was awesome. Um yeah, don't it's don't brutal. Let, she was don't, brutal. Yeah, don't mess with her. She was in a good mood that day. <laughs> I know we got a jetpack and a signet, man. <laughs> he leveled Christmas. up. He got all yeah. his. He's ready for the he's main story. Up. Yeah, he comes. <laughs> totally he, jetpack he, acquired. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Signet acquired. Complete, yeah, sorry, sorry, Freddie Prince Jr. There totally is leveling up. <laughs> <laughs> Not from a Jedi, anyway. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, I I love. Uh, oh God, it's just, it's just, there's so much to talk about this episode alone, but. I know. Going back to that balancing you talked about, Kat, getting intimate mm-hmm. moments like the jetpack and the signet moment, and then intense moments of awe with IG-11 sacrifice and the Darksaber reveal. Like, bravo, these last two episodes are just, this is what it's about, man. It's the icing on the cake. Yeah. This is how you freaking do it. I expected a lot from Moff Gideon. I expected a lot from Taika. I was very, very, very curious about Deborah Chow for obvious Kenobi reasons. Yeah. And none of them disappointed. They exceeded everything for me. I was a little disappointed in Werner Herzog, though. Really? I loved him. <laughs> well, I did too. I'm sad it's over. You're, yeah, well, yeah. That's what did. I'm saying. Uh, I'm disappointed okay. in that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got All it. All right. <laughs> I wanted to see him I'm... as one of the bad guys in this, you know, the sinister plot to get baby Yoda. And it's like, well, he gone. That was a cool, <laughs> cool character that's not going to be around. 
We got so many of the that that's the another thing that really kind of strikes me with that. Now that I'm thinking about it, and this is me just kind of rationalizing things out loud. These two episodes, three episodes, prove that everybody is expendable in this story. Characters that you like, characters that you grow fond of, they're not safe just because they're hanging around the Mandalorian. You know, <laughs> we could lose more of our friends along the way. Everybody's expendable. <laughs> and that adds just an extra level of coolness to this show. Can they're I- not afraid to to ice some of your your on-screen favorites. Can I just add that uh, when my sister was watching uh, these episodes, that she referred to the Bacta that IG-11 sprays on the Mando as space super neosporin. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's maybe maybe a little more superpowered than that, but not not far off. I have to say that I really love the dynamic that develops um, between Cara Dune of Alderaan. Of Alderaan. Uh, <laughs> I know. Um, actually, side side note, somebody that I follow on Twitter, and I'm sorry, I do not remember who it was. This is not my um this is not my thought, but somebody on Twitter, one of my one of my favorite tweets that I saw was like, if Moff Gideon had been the one running the Empire, the rebels would have been screwed. <laughs> because <laughs> You're because not he wrong. is Whoever wrote that. Yeah, I know. I was like, that's that's correct, because he was one smart dude and he did not fall for any of their um he knew exactly what they were doing. But anyway, that's a tangent. Um Moff yeah, Gideon was I'm- great. But I love the dynamic that has developed between Kara and the Mandalorian. Um, even though, you know, we didn't see her, you know, she was gone in episodes five and six, and then they um, meet back up in episode seven. Even in the short period of time, the, the way that they've kind of bonded and depend on each other, um, I, I love that dynamic. Like I do know, too, and she, I, I hope she she's refuses not to leave. Yeah, I, I hope so too. <laughs> personally but um you know i like i like how um how how their bond has developed and you know like she's like you know to ig11 she's like you you bring him you make sure that he comes along like i'm not gonna leave him and um you know i don't know if some of that you know is because of what she's clearly experienced i mean not only was she a rebel shock trooper who's obviously who's lost a lot of her um fellow soldiers but she's lost her whole home world so she is clearly you know that she's very intimate with loss and losing people and so i i love that that's you know that's kind of where that dynamic is going that's like it's not romantic but they're they're no, there it's, for it's each a other, like their respect. Like, it's yeah, you know, it's like support yeah. and respect for each other, and and with that comes like I'm not gonna leave you behind. Like you're my brother, you're my comrade in arms. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do this together or not at all, basically. So the development of that dynamic, um, I really liked in these past two episodes too. I really liked the removing the helmet loophole. That we got too. <laughs> oh, right. Yes. I knew <laughs> yeah. that was going to happen as soon as he was like, no living thing. And I was like, oh, just like a man, the droid's not alive. But, right. but that does bring up an interesting tangent. Speaking of droids, it's like, what really constitute, like, aren't droids kind of alive? Oh, though? Like, they develop their, yeah. But anyway, space yeah. Space worms, man. Yeah. Space worms. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Well, obviously, it's, it's debatable in, in the actual Star Wars galaxy, too. Right, right, right. Yes, yeah. Not just in ours. Yeah. God, I wish you guys watched Rick and Morty, because that helmet reveal just made me laugh so much because it reminded me of a Rick and Morty thing. All right, I'll start watching it. <laughs> I probably won't. Maybe I'll find the clip and send it to you. But anyway, uh, yeah, that the going back to Kara and the whole Alderaan reveal. Yeah. That had every reason to not land as well as it did. I think. Yeah, you're you're right. That could have been too like self-referency uh-huh. like we were talking about in episode 5. Um Did it did it land that way for you? I guess I kind of loved that little reveal. Um how did you guys feel about that? Um well, for me personally, like yeah, you you guys know I have a uh, I mean, I call it boomer wars for 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 maybe <laughs> you the sake, right? So Yes. 
that for that should not have landed with me. But uh, with Kara, like she's like at this point, she was a character, a personality I liked. I was frustrated that we only got her in one episode, mm. and then we barely got her back towards the end. Okay, she's she's badass. She's a shock trooper for the rebels. Okay, cool, cool. Nothing really there. Why is she so tough, so strong, but yet so caring and so passionate too at the same time? That Alderon reveal did it all for me. It's like there it is, just like mm. you were, like you were putting it down, cat. That's Boomer Wars working for the story and the character. That's mm-hmm. the way you do it. Don't do it again, though. No it's more. a way better reveal than if it would have been, I'm from Corellia, you know? It means more that she's from Alderaan. Yeah. You know? There's there's a total different layer that you would have got mm-hmm. from any other planet in Star Wars. Yeah. But no. Um, th- it's it's this, this particular one. It just means so much more because... Uh, like you said, Adrian, it it just it kind of sums up everything about her um, in in one little nugget. You know, um, she's a survivor, and that's part of the reason why it makes so much more sense. You know, if she, you know, if you would have said she's from Dagobah, you know, it <laughs> it, it would have been dumb. It would have just or or even if it was, I'm from. Naboo. The Elenium system, yeah. you know? Naboo. <laughs> uh, Naboo, yeah. You know, it, it wouldn't have struck as much. But it makes so much sense that she's from Alderaan. It's just cool. It's just way cooler than anything else they could have thought of. Coruscant, <laughs> anything, you know? Yeah. So, I mean... Whoever's idea that was, <laughs> give them a gold star on me. <laughs> the whole, do I really need to watch the original trilogy or the other movies to enjoy... This show, argument aside, like, I, I know this would not land as hard with other people. Like, Alderaan, okay. Oh, that's, yeah. that's sure. Princess Leia's planet that got blown up. Oh, oh, cool. Right, that's an Easter egg for us, right. you know? Exactly. So, all that stuff aside, you know, that's a whole different argument to, to be had maybe later. But mm-hmm. as for the sake of this podcast, for the sake of the deeper Star Wars, the more involved Star Wars fandom, yeah, I think that was, like, the perfect call-in. Like, you're right, John, whoever came up with that. It was you, John Favreau. Yeah, good call, man. Nice good touch, call. bro. Really good call. Uh, in fact, if it was you, Favreau, I owe you a beer, good sir. <laughs> you know what? Let's buy a beer for everybody on this show. Let's just do it. God, I would. I would. They deserve it. They deserve I mean, it. They, they do. This, it's it's fantastic. This first season was really great. I started to get a little concerned. With episodes five and six, six yeah. like it, <laughs> it was kind of spinning the wheels maybe a little bit, um, not enough for rem- momentum. Um, but the way seven and eight both simultaneously wrapped up the season, but also opened a whole bunch of doors for them to explore in future seasons was like chef's kiss. It was perfect. Um, could not I'll, have. I'll, I'll add to that. And, have done it better. I'll add to that and say five and six, despite you know them being kind of offshoot episodes, are still both very rewatchable. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You could also really skip them both and not lose too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I I enjoyed, although five and six are definitely kind of at the bottom of my favorite Mandalorian episodes. I mean, they're only eight, so, you know. <laughs> they're still um, great, though. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, they're still they're still enjoyable episodes. Like, there's For not sure. like they're like, oh, no, I can never rewatch this again. I mean, I've been, I've been rewatching the whole season now on my TV, um, mm. and so I actually just rewatched both of those episodes um, recently, and they're still, they're still a lot of fun. I think, I mean, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, uh, I, th- I think you know that, you know, no matter what Star Wars it is, even if it's Star Wars that we might consider not good Star Wars, we still love it. That's that's our usual take True. on everything. We just love Star Wars and we take everything. Mm-hmm. The Star Wars we yeah. absolutely love, the Star Wars that absolutely vibes with us, and the Star Wars that doesn't maybe land with us as much, but hey, there's still something in that Star Wars to to take in, to enjoy, to love. You take it all. We take it all. I'm looking at you, holiday special. <laughs> I embrace the holiday special for me what too. It is. Me too. Crack. Crack. <laughs> uh, it's a crack, all right, but not the kind you want. <laughs> 
Well, right on, peeps. Uh, yeah, season one of The Mandalorian down. Looking forward to season two coming this fall to Disney+. Plus. Yeah, they... That they sure moved on that pretty fast, which I appreciate. Yes, I mean we knew it was coming, yeah. but like it was literally only like either the same day or that weekend, or not the same day, but like that weekend or right around there, where they're like, "Oh yeah, uh, season two, it'll be back in the fall." <laughs> Yay! And you know what I'm also loving right now too is you know yeah you know it'll be a bit of a wait. We'll be kind of upset, but we have another show coming back in February that we've all been waiting for for years later, literally. <laughs> season seven yeah. of the clone wars Clone Wars. typically i'm excited about valentine's day in february but now i have something else to look forward to <laughs> oh god yes. so much besides the of, super bowl besides the super bowl right which my team's not going to be in anyway mm. <laughs> you know the, the movies Lions. the movies are over for a while but somehow it just feels like there's even more Star Wars to enjoy than ever before. Absolutely. And, um, you know, you pointed out to me yesterday that uh, a certain Ewan of McGregorness has a uh, certain Jedi mullet that he's growing, which <laughs> really, really makes me giddy. Yes. Yeah. My nipples are pointy. <laughs> yeah, man. Jedi mullet's a good way to uh, protect the back of your neck from that uh, twin sunburn, you know, just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have a lot to look forward to. And I mean, we don't know. They had they had already written or had the scripts written for the Kenobi series. And I mean, I guess if the Mandalorian's coming out in the fall, I don't know. I don't know when we'll see Kenobi. Maybe we'll get Mandalorian in the fall and then like Kenobi at Christmas or something, which would be awesome. Uh, I so, wouldn't expect Kenobi or Cassian until 2021 at the earliest. 21. Yeah. You're probably yeah. right. But so. but don't don't harsh my buzz, man. I I'm mean, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> my dreams. My dreams. There's plenty other Disney Plus magic that we can uh, soak up in the meantime. So Yes. For sure. We really are living in a great age for new Star Wars content. There's no doubt feel, about it. So feel like it just gets better and better. Yeah, for real though. I mean, we've got you know season two of the Mandalorian, Kenobi, Cassian. We've already mentioned all those. Like it's we've got a lot to look forward to. And and just for our listeners right now, I'm gonna keep up with Cat Ray this year. On the reading side of things, I'm going to read every novel she reads. I'm going to read every novel that I need to read for that novel that she has already read this year. May the force be with you. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Speaking of that, I'm, I'm like almost at the end of Phasma, and I'm, it's really good. Yeah? Really See? good. What did I'm I tell you? Phasma. What yeah. did I tell you? Yeah, I'm, I'm really liking it. It's not without its issues, but well, um, it's pretty cool. Well, maybe we'll do a book club <laughs> episode on that later on. But uh, in the meantime, while we're reading all these comics and books and just waiting for the next show, um, I think we're going to take a short little hiatus, just a couple of weeks, to kind of ease in easier into the new year. Uh, we recorded a lot leading up to The Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, we did. There's a few things behind the scenes that we're going to see we can play with a bit. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're not planning on being away, away too long. If we're away too long, something bad happened and send help. Send us, send IG-11 oh, we, for us, please. We're, we're at least going to have some Clone Wars to talk about real soon. So For yes. sure. It won't be too long. But uh, two, three weeks, probably. So We're not dead. We're just doing other things. <laughs> Recovering He's resting. Recovering. We're resting. We're resting. We're in a back to tank. The fjords. Yeah. We're in a tank of a space super neosporin. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, in the meantime, while we're on hiatus, if you want to catch up on old episodes, uh, you can do so on iTunes. Please leave a review. Please rate us. It really helps. Uh, we would really appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Force Fan Podcast. And if you have anything to say to me or anything you'd like to share with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Blue Lab Pro. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Cat Ray. 
You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at thatjohnfred. Also on my Facebook page, John K. Frederick. Or if you're in the Eugene Springfield area of Oregon, you can catch me live in the mornings on 96.1 KZL. Well, wrapping up another great episode. So much great Star Wars to look forward to. Um, Man, super excited about the new year. Happy 2020, everybody. And may the Force be with you. And then some. This is the way.